Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. That's what we're doing this morning. Yeah, you guys look great. Awesome, man. Look, look, look to your neighbor and say, hey, man, you look great. Or gal or whoever's sitting, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you guys look awesome. Welcome to Transforming Life. We are so glad you're here. God is moving, man. Worship was awesome this morning. Uh, I'm believing for great things uh, today that God is going to move. Um, how many of you have gotten to travel before? Maybe it was here in the U.S. Maybe you've gotten to uh, go around the world and do different things. Anybody? You've been able to, to travel some? Yeah, yeah. A few of us in the room. Uh, maybe you've gotten to, to go around, like I said, just through the U.S. Um, I, I'm not much of a traveler. Uh, my wife is. She has these hopes and dreams that I'm going to take her around the world. And, and, uh, and I would totally do that, but I'm like, babe, I'm a preacher and you're a teacher, and that's just, I, you know, uh, God, God will bless us at some point, I'm sure. Uh, we'll be able to do some of that, but, uh, but she'd love to, to see the world, and uh, I'm, I'm good just to kind of stay home in good old Plant City, you know, but, um, but we've been around a little bit. We got to go on some road trips the past couple years uh, to visit family. Um, she has some family out in New Mexico, and and not many people talk about New Mexico, and, but, but it's beautiful, man. It's a different kind of mountainous area. It's, it is desert, but I, I kind of, man, if I could go back in time, I think I would go back to the Old West in, in uh, gunslinging days. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because my dad watched a lot of gun smoke when, when, when I was growing up, and they, I don't know what it is, but I would, I would totally be a cowboy uh, riding around on horses and stuff. But, um, but we've got to go out that way, and and, and check out New Mexico a lot. Um, the Grand Canyon is sort of out that way. We visited there one year. Beautiful. It's just amazing the things that God has created. Uh, we, we took this whole road trip. So we did kind of like this huge loop around the U.S. one year. And uh, we stopped in Tennessee and went and checked out the, the Grand Ole Opry. That was really cool to get to stand on the stage there and, and be up there where a lot, of, a lot of famous musicians have been. Um, I was tempted to sing because they had like a fake mic there, and I was tempted, but I, I chickened out a little bit. But my son, Aiden, y'all know Aiden, he, he wasn't shy. He said, I don't know, I remember what he said, but he said something while he was up there. Uh, but we got to stop in there, and then kind of did this loop around through St. Louis and the St. Louis Arch. We checked that out and went up to uh, see Mount Rushmore, and, and I thought it would be much bigger than what it was. But, of course, we, weren't, we didn't go up it or anything. I don't know. It kind of let me down a little bit. Uh, but it was, still, it was still pretty cool. Uh, went around through Yellowstone and, and spent a couple of days in Yellowstone. Beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, those mountains there. And, uh, anybody in the room, you're, you're beach people. Okay, a few of you. I'm, I'm probably, that's Haley and I's retirement plan. I think we, we're good to just find a beach house somewhere and, you know, settle down. And, and that'd be our, our time ending on this earth would be there. On, on anybody mountain people, you're more mountain people. I know the Fergusons, you guys. Absolutely, we're glad you're back, and we're going to tie you up somewhere and keep you here. Um, one of these days, we're going to get Eddie and Evelyn back, but, uh, but I understand it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful uh, beautiful up there, especially this time of year because it's so hot down here, and it's a little bit nicer. My wife is in New York right now, so y'all pray for me. I've got this last day. She's going to come out super late tonight, and, and I have survived. The kids are alive. The house didn't burn down, and, and man, it's been a good, a good weekend. But, but she's in New York with her sisters, and uh, she'll be back super late. Uh, tonight, but she's getting to do a little bit of traveling. Um, I've seen volcanoes in, in other countries. We went to Guatemala last um, summer, or this past summer, rather. I don't know what year it is anymore. Um, but we, I got, we got to see it from a distance. I've been to Nicaragua. I got to sit right and look down in the volcano. Super cool. Man, there's just some amazing things that are out 
in, in this world. Um, when we were in Nicaragua, we were in this little town called Hinatega, and, uh, and there was this hill um, that we got to climb up. We tried to count all the steps, but there were a lot. It's really, I don't, I don't even know how many steps there were. We lost count along the way. Uh, but we got up there, and you could, uh, you could see over this whole little city. It, it made like a bowl, because the mountains were all around, and it was like this little, little bowl of this little beautiful little town in Nicaragua. And so you have the city here, and then, and then if you looked around, it was nothing but mountains and hills all around. I mean, you just can't help but see the beauty of God in that and, and know that man, God is, is amazing and has created amazing things. But there's many of us, we often, um, we often don't... Uh, we often don't see that all around us, right? We kind of just see, we're right here in our little plot of uh, grass, right here in little old plant city, like your neck of the woods, you know what I'm saying? And, and so we don't really realize, we, we tend to judge our lives based on what we can see, right? Uh, we, we tend to judge our lives based on, on what uh, we can see. We're so used to just here in this little part of the world, but if, even if you look on a map, we're like a little speck in the grand scheme of the entire world, and we can be so wrapped up with what's in front of us that we forget there's more of the world to see. John Eldridge writes, there's more going on than meets the eye. Some of y'all thought that was a Transformers thing. Y'all remember growing up watching Transformers? Hey, Caesar, I know you grew up watching Transformers. Me and you are about the same age. There's more than meets the eye, right? Uh, well, John Eldridge says this, that we tend to judge our lives, or excuse me, there's more going on than meets the eye. So we tend to judge our life based on what we can see. And, and there's, there's spiritual implications in that quote as well, because oftentimes we tend to t- judge God, God based on what we see or what we go through. We, we tend to judge others based on what we see and, and what, how we interact with them. We tend to judge our circumstances and what life is all about based on just what we see. But there's more than what meets the eye. Many of you may come in today and, and, and you've been praying about something and you've been seeking God and you just haven't felt that breakthrough happen yet. You haven't seen anything move, and so you often question, man, is, is God really there? Does he really hear my prayers? Because right now it really doesn't seem like it. You may have gone through a relationship and really had hopes that that was going to work out, but man, it really didn't work out. It was all that you saw in that moment. Maybe you're involved in, in ministry here at TLC or, or, or in some sort, and, 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 and you feel like, Man, oftentimes this ministry, this call, this thing that God has, I feel like it's oftentimes disappointing. Maybe you feel like you haven't gotten the results or the responses you were hoping for in, in whatever, maybe on your job or, or in your family. And, and, you really, and, and it's oftentimes that we are led by what we see or what we feel. But that's not all there is. We evaluate that. We evaluate our, our relationships by the way that, that it looks. But what if what we see isn't all that there is? That maybe behind the scenes, maybe God is doing so much more than we could ever imagine. Maybe though we don't, we don't see anything happen or we don't necessarily hear God speak in, in a moment or answer our prayers right away. Maybe God is doing something behind the scenes. How many know we serve a God that is behind the scenes? He is working on your behalf. Come on, somebody. And God is moving even though we don't see it, we don't feel it. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you're that way. Maybe you're feeling that way. Maybe you've prayed and you haven't seen the answer yet. Maybe you've prayed and it didn't work out the way that you... I want to encourage you today to trust that God is a God that works behind the scenes, that when it's dark and there seems to be no light, He is moving and bringing life. So I want to bring a message of hope for someone here today. Maybe some of you, are, you've been praying for something for a long time. Maybe some of you have kids that have, have grown up and they're adult kids now and, and you're praying for them because they've walked away from the Lord. 
and you're praying for them, and you're just hoping and believing and praying that they're going to come back someday. Maybe you've been praying for a healing, whether in yourself or in someone else. Maybe you've been praying over your finances. Maybe you've been praying over a habit or an addiction that you just can't seem to shake it. You've been praying for so long. Maybe, maybe you've been praying that, that, that God would forgive you or that you need to forgive someone else. Maybe you're going through something in your life today and you're, you're just praying over that thing. I want to encourage you today and give you a message of hope. In Daniel 10, we see Daniel now is, 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 is getting on up there in age. Last week we were in Daniel 6. We've been in a series called Stand, and we've been looking at, at the life of Daniel. And, and there's moments in Daniel's life over and over again where he stood up and he stood out for God. So last week we looked in Daniel 6 where he uh, faced the lion's den. You guys remember that? Anybody here last week, right? And he was about 80 years old at that time. Now we're in Daniel 10, and he's much older now. And he has spent his entire life, decades and decades of his life, giving his life to God, serving him, being faithful to him. And praying, and much of his life he's been praying for his people to be rescued. Because if you remember at the beginning of Daniel, the first week of this series, we saw where, where the uh, Babylon had come in and, and, and brought the uh, people of God into captivity. And for decades, Daniel's been praying that they would be freed. That da Daniel's been praying that the temple would be rebuilt, that the city would be rebuilt. And he's been seeking God, and he's been praying about that while serving God at the same time. Time, standing in faith, praying, seeking after God for decades, decades. Many of us get tired of praying for just a couple days. We don't see him move yet. That's because we like to go to the drive-thru a lot and get our food right away, right? We live in a microwave society where we want everything super quick, and it just doesn't always work that way. Daniel's been praying for decades. Keep praying. I'm going to keep standing in faith. I'm going to keep believing and at the beginning of Daniel 10, if you have that, you can turn there. He has a vision. He has a vision from God. And this vision isn't an answer to his prayers. It's actually a vision of more hardship, of more war. Do you see the tension there? Do you see where that could be problematic? Where Daniel is praying and he's been believing for years and, he, and God has moved. God has been faithful in other ways and in other areas. But here, what, what he's been praying for, what he's been seeking God about, he doesn't get that answer that he's been looking for. And he only gets a vision of more hardship and of war. So what does Daniel do? Does he leave the church and never come back? Does Daniel just give up and I, I'm, I'm done with this? All these years, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. He cut all ties with his people. No, no, he doesn't. What does he do? He does what he's always done before, and he prays, and he seeks after God. I'm wondering if you would have a prayer life. I wonder if you would have a relationship with God today where you said, no matter what, I'm going to keep going after him. I'm going to keep seeking him. I'm going to keep praying no matter what happens because God is good. We find Daniel there. He's praying. He's, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do what I've always done because God has been faithful every time. He's been on time every time. I'm gonna do what I've always done. And he prays, he seeks God in prayer, and he does a 21-day fast. The Bible says he does a 21-day fast with no choice food, no meat, and no wine. Now we're not clear what uh, exactly choice food is. The Hebrew for that phrase is Lachem uh, Hamadat. I don't know if I said that right, uh, Mike. Correct me on that later, wherever you are. Um, but, but this meant pleasant or desirable bread. 
So no biscuits and gravy, okay? No cornbread. I know y'all are disappointed. Uh, you know, no, no sweets. Um, you know, none, none of that kind of stuff. No choice food, no meat, no wine. And he seeks out for God. And at the end of his fast, he has another vision, and he sees a man. Now, this man, as we're going to read here in just a few moments, is, is described almost as an angelic-type being. Now, most scholars would agree that this is a pre-incarnate Christ, that this is called a Christophany, and that this is Christ um, coming to him in this vision. Now, see, Jesus is eternal, just in case you're wondering how does that work. And how that, he, he is eternal. He was, he is, and he always will be. Um, he came to us, and we see in the New Testament where, where he's born, we celebrate Christmas and all that fun stuff. Um, uh, you know, around that time of year, Simon, not holy, not all that fun stuff, right? Um, because he came to earth in physical form as a man. He was fully God and, and fully man. But he appeared oftentimes in the Old Testament in this way. Uh, John gives a similar description of Jesus in Revelation in this way. So look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 5, and we'll see how Daniel describes this man that he saw. He says, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. God, I'm so thankful that you are a God that hears us, that you are a God that answers us, Lord. Even sometimes when we don't feel it or see it, God, I know you are moving and working on our behalf, God, and that we will see a victory, God. We will see breakthrough, Lord, in your timing and in your way. God, help us to understand that. Fix our eyes on you this morning and not on our problems, our issues, but just simply on you today. God, I'm believing and praying that there's some people today, they've been going through it, God, and you're going to move in their life, and we're going to see breakthrough and life change. God, you're going to move in such a way today. I'm believing it. Let's see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine having this kind of vision and, 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 and having this visitation from the Lord? It's wild, man. And, and, and he sees this, this vision, and, 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 and all of a sudden, like, he realizes he's the only one that sees this vision. No one else sees. Everyone else, uh, I, I don't know what they saw, but they leave, and, 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 but they don't see what, what Daniel saw. It was only for him. Listen, here's the deal. Sometimes God has something just for you. Sometimes he has just seen something uh, just for you. you. No one else would understand it. People would be confused and baffled. But sometimes God has something just for you. I'm believing that for you today. That God would have something just for you. God is going to move some of you today. Some of you come in this place and you need it. You desperately need it. And I want to encourage you to cry out for it. Don't, don't just listen to me and, and take my... You cry out for it and God will move in your life. Some of you are just ready to hit the buffet after church. I get it. I'm, I'm with you right there. But man, if you are ready, I believe God is going to move in this place. And now I've had people that have come up to me later on after a message, maybe it was that same day or throughout the week, and said, man, Pastor, when you said da-da-da-da-da, man, that really spoke to me. And I'm thinking in my head, I, I didn't really say that. Um, I, I didn't really say that, but it was the Holy Spirit that was speaking just to them, just what they needed to hear. And I would much rather that happen, because the Holy Spirit's going to do much more for you than what I can. 
You may have experienced God. You may have experienced His presence this morning. You may experience Him throughout the rest of this service. And then later on, you're, you may go to your neighbor like, Man, did you feel God move just today? That was, that was incredible. And I'm thinking, well, I felt something move. I think it was my stomach, though. Um, you know, those bagels out there, all these sweet treats that these youth uh, made. I think that's what, or maybe you're just hungry. And you, like I said, you're ready for the buffet. Um, but God has something just for you. Something for you. Some of you have experienced God, and, and you're going you're gonna to hear from Him today, but I believe He has something. Look, look at your neighbor and say, God has got something for you. Come on, God has got something. I hope you believe that today. I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're ready to experience it today. Daniel has a moment like this where God has something just for him. Look at verse 8. He says, my strength left me. You ever been in the presence of God? And, and when God moves, we, you can't control it. You might as well not try. I used to, I remember, I remember being a teenager, and I'd be up, I'd go up to the altar reluctantly, um, and, and, and I'd look at everybody's falling out and playing the spirit. I'm like, I am not falling out. They're not, not making me fall. And one day, God got a hold of me, and it happened, and you just can't control it. You can't control it. Don't fight it, man. Then in verse 8, my strength left me, and my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. And then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. The strongest of men cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. You can't, you can't fight it. You can't shake it. You might as well stop running. Some of y'all have been running. Don't run anymore. Stop running. Just let God have his way today. If you seek him, I believe today. I don't believe this was just for Daniel. I don't believe it was just for the Old Testament or the New Testament or for all the disciples in the upper room and the power of God hit them on the day of Pentecost. I believe that is for you and for I still here today. If you seek after God, he will reveal himself to you. Seek after him. Run after him. Don't give up. Oftentimes, though, like we said in worship, though, we, we give up and we give in way too early. We get tired give up way too early. And one of the nights of our revival earlier in the year, there was this big old guy here. He was probably 6'8", six, 6'9", six, looked like a big football player, big old guy. And he was up here, and God, power God was hitting him, and he started swaying around like a tree in a storm. And I leaned over to my wife, I said, baby, if he falls, I am not catching him. He just had to let go and let God, because that was a big, big dude. He started to sway, moving. Strongest of men cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. Doesn't matter how big you are. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how old or young you are. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or how much money you don't have in the bank. Doesn't matter what you've done in your life. If you seek him, you will find him. If you cry out to him, he will answer. If you surrender yourself to him, he will show up in your life and he will show out if you let him. Anybody ready for that today? Anybody ready to experience God today? I believe it. I believe God still moves. God still speaks. God still saves. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so in this place this morning. God wants to move in your life. If you need a touch today, just cry out. Cry out to Him. We stand up by standing in faith. We stand up by standing in 
in faith. So here's three things to remember when we are standing in faith. So if you're taking notes, flip your worship guide over. Stop doodling on it. Stop drawing stick figures. You're drawing stick figures of me because it's really easy because I don't have hair, so you don't have to make any hair on it. Right? So quit drawing stick figures of me. Take some notes today so you have them to look back on later on. But three things to remember when standing in faith. Number one, God cares about you more than you do. God cares about you more than you do. Look at verse 10. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me. Woo! Jesus ever lift you? Oh, we used to sing that old song, Love Lifted Me. And some of us, you were going down. And you felt like you were going down for the last time, but Jesus lifted you up. Some of you were in some, some sticky stuff back in the day. You were in some sinking sand, but God lifted you up and put your feet on solid ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, man, you need to get this. Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. I would say these same words to you today. I would say that God is still saying the same thing to his people today, that you are very precious to him. You are so precious that you were worth dying for, that Jesus died for you. You are very precious to God. God has a plan and purpose for your life. God created you. He formed you. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. You are very precious to God. But many of us have a hard time understanding that because of guilt, because of shame, because of things that we've been through in our life. So we think that we aren't, aren't capable of receiving that type of love. But you, you are precious. God. Not only does he love you, but he likes you. Right? You, you guys love some people. Maybe it's some family members, but you don't really like them very much. God loves you. He even likes you. He cares for you. Has a plan for you. Wants to rescue you. Wants to come in and do something in your life. So stand up. The man says, stand up for I have been sent to you. And Jesus came to this earth to die for you and for me. Jesus came. He was sent to you and to me to raise you up, to lift you up, to raise you from death to life, to raise you up out of your sins, to raise you up to who he wants you to be. So stand up today. And you do that by standing in faith. Verse 12, he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Since the first day, you have been heard. I have come in to answer your prayer, but for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Remember, when standing in faith, God cares about you more than you do, and that God is going to do more than you understand. God is going to do more than you understand. Some of you in the room, you've been praying for a long time. You've been praying so long that you feel kind of dumb about doing it anymore. Some, some of you, you've been praying and you come to the point where you're like, why, why bother anymore? I don't see anything moving. I don't see anything really happening. God's not going to do anything. Nothing's going to change. I don't even know if God really cares. I want to encourage you with the same words that Daniel got. Since the first time you begin to pray, your prayer has been heard in heaven. You may not see it. You may not feel it. But God is up to something. The first time you prayed, God heard the cry of your heart. But look what was happening behind the scenes. See, you don't know what's going on. 
Verse 13 said, But for the 21 days the spirit prince of Persia, of the kingdom of Persia, blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. The spirit prince of Persia. What, what is this? Is this sci-fi? Like, this is turning into a sci-fi show? Like, what is this stuff you're talking about? Listen, I don't know if you know this, but there is a spiritual world out there. It's not something Hollywood can produce. They try, and some of you know, Y'all follow that stuff, but I'm saying there is a very real spiritual world. There is light and there is dark. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers, right? Uh, there is a very real spiritual world, spiritual realm out there. And this spirit prince that they're talking about is a demonic force. And it was over this particular area of Persia. How long was he there for? You guys remember? For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. 21, 21 days. 20, I feel like we've heard that before. 21 days. 21, he was there blocking his way for 21 days. How, how long did Daniel fast and pray for? How many? 21 days. That's peculiar, isn't it? 21 days. Isn't that interesting? Daniel started praying for 21 days. This, this, uh, this spiritual battle was going on for 21 days. It looked like God wasn't doing anything, but he was doing more than you understand. There was a spiritual battle going on. There is a spiritual battle for your soul going on. You don't see it. Maybe sometimes you sense it or feel it. But there is a spiritual battle that's going on around you. We don't see it and we don't know it and we don't understand it. But God is fighting for you. God is up to something behind the scenes. You may not get it. You may not understand why you're not getting the answer you're seeing. You may not understand why anything's going on. So don't quit. Don't quit, don't give up, keep praying, keep believing, because heaven is fighting for you behind the scenes. God is fighting for you. But in the middle of that, that can wear us out. All the praying and, and, and that spiritual work, that, that stuff can wear us out. But God is doing more than we understand, so keep praying for that spouse. Keep praying for that loved one. Keep praying for that healing. Don't stop, don't give in. That breakthrough is right around the corner. Don't give up. Keep praying for your marriage. Keep praying for your kids, your family. Keep praying for God to move in your life. But this, this can wear you down. If you've ever gone to a gym and you have a workout partner, they may spot you while you're trying to lift weights, right? And so maybe you're doing a bench press and you've got a spotter there that's just making sure that that, that weight doesn't fall on you or that, 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 that if you ever get to this plateau point that you, he can help or she can help. Uh, lift that bar up and, and help you keep going. Now, I, I, I don't necessarily always go to the gym with someone, um, and, and so I found myself in that awkward position where I was trying to do too much. Guys, you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and, and it's, it, it can really hurt you, number one, and it's really embarrassing, number two. Um, and so I've been at that point where the weight is there, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm trying to dump the weight, and this is not working, and I'm like, help! And it's just, it's, don't, don't get there. Get a spotter, because <laughs> it's embarrassing. What happens in that moment is that I, I, have, I, have, I have plateaued. I, have, I, have not, I cannot give any more strength to that weight. I cannot push it up on my own anymore. And what a spotter does is it helps relieve that. It helps lift you up. It helps you to keep going. And God does the same thing for us, us in our life is that when we're at our weakest, he will come in and make us strong. When we feel like there's no more strength that I have left in me, it has to be God that takes over. And he will, and he will come through. But you can't give up. Because oftentimes that's what we do. We give up. We give in. 
feel like God's not there. God's not doing anything. But he is. He is. Worship team, you guys can come up. The third thing I want you to remember today when standing in faith is that God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. And until you understand your weakness, you won't appreciate God's strength. Until you understand your weakness, you won't appreciate God's strength. Look at verse 17. He said, how can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Verse 17 captures exactly where some of you are here today. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Some of you are there in this place today. You can resonate with with Daniel in this moment because you feel like you're there in your marriage. You feel like you can't, you can't go anymore. It's, just, it's been a weight on you. Some of you feel like that in life. You feel like there's a heaviness on you that you're, you're trying to carry too much and so you feel like all your strength is gone. You don't know what to do. Your, your finances seem to be more of a burden than it is a blessing in your life. You're, you're, you're uncertain about your future. You're not really sure where you're going or where you're supposed to go and so it, it causes you anxiety and it causes you fear and it's, and it's a weight on top of you. Some of you are there today. You're, you're still dealing with your past and the things that are in your past. Some of the things that you've done or some of the things that you've experienced in your life and it's, and it's a weight upon you. Some of you are dealing with some hurts and some pains and some things that have happened to you today. And I would just encourage you to understand your weakness so that you can understand how great God's strength is and that He will come in and He will move just when you seem like you're at the end. God will come in and He will lift you up and He will strengthen you so that you can keep going. Don't give up. Don't quit. Can I encourage someone today to stand in faith? Have some faith. Rise up and have some faith today. Because your breakthrough is just around the corner. God wants to move in your life. God's not just going to leave you hanging. Your breakthrough is right there. Don't give up. Don't give in. Because look what happens to Daniel in verse 18. It says, then the one who looked like a man, oh, he touched me again. He touched me again and I felt my strength return. Don't be afraid for you are very precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. I would echo those words for you today. Don't give up. Don't give in. Be encouraged today. Be lifted up. Be strong. You are very precious to God. Come on, stand with me this morning. God's going to move here in just a few moments. I hope you're ready because here's the thing. Just one touch from God will change everything in your life. Just one touch. This this man, this pre-incarnate Christ touched Daniel. And immediately his strength was restored. Come on, he can do that for you right here, right now, today. Do you believe that? Come on, just one touch from the Lord can bring your healing. So if you need a healing, let it be today. Come on, if you need some deliverance in your life, you need to get rid of some stuff in your life, just one touch from Jesus is all that you need. Jesus can save you with just one touch. Your breakthrough can come with just one touch. How are you going to get through those crazy moments in your life? You're going to get through it because God is with you. You're going to get through it because His strength is going to be restored to you. When you're at your lowest point, when you feel you're at your weakest, God will lift you up and give you strength. So keep standing in. Keep standing in faith because the first time you pray, God heard you. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. 
www.lifechangingchurch.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.